Are you struggling to look for work after finishing your education? Or maybe you're in a relationship you're unsure about? Are you having a quarter-life existential crisis? Are you in your 20s and don't know what the heck to do with your life? You've come to the right place. Hi, you're listening to A Cup of Growth, the drink for trying to be adults. This podcast is brought to you by Mags and Cass, where the girls talk about how to confidently navigate your 20s. Let's ride the struggle together. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Max? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you very much. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of A Cup of Growth. We're currently on episode nine. Already so close to finishing the season. I'm like, I know. I know. Um, It's exciting. It's exciting. How, How have you felt these last nine episodes, Maga? Great. It's been... It's been great. It's been so nice learning from different people because we've had quite a few guests already, uh, which Mm -hmm. is so good. But also we've kind of used this first season as our way to navigate what we really want to do with the podcast. And I think, um, yeah, it's been a learning journey, which I've really enjoyed. I've learned a lot about myself and us. And yeah, I can't wait for season two. Yeah, I feel like we've improved loads from episode one, and I feel like we've now we can act like we know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> more so than we used to before. Um, but yeah, like we've we keep saying like this podcast is our journey as well. So I think it kind of shows every episode how much we've gotten used to doing this and how comfortable we are doing it and how much we enjoy creating this content for you guys so yeah let's keep let's keep it going this is just the beginning so we have so much more to bring to the table (laughs) uh but for now we're on episode nine yeah what are we going to be talking about maglaze struggles with unemployment (laughs) hey Oh my god, my god, my god. Well, this episode I've been telling Maga off 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 mic, if you will, that uh this is going to be very much her episode. Because of the two of us, she's the one that's unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. I know I'm sorry. But um yeah, so basically currently Maga, how long have you been unemployed now? <laughs> um is it? I think nine months, you know? Yeah. So nearly a year. It's the longest mm. I've been unemployed in sort of when I started my, I guess, um, work journey. So it's been a bit yeah. tough, but I think there was a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of like redirection, reconsideration about what I want to do because I changed my mind quite often, but I think now I'm sort of set on maybe a couple things that I know maybe I'm good at or I've got experience in that I'm trying to yeah. but I think at the moment the job market as well is a bit um with the cost and living crisis and stuff is <laughs> everywhere <clears throat> <laughs> yeah but yeah like uh like we were saying Maga has been the one of us that's been unemployed I've been employed since I was in uni mm. so um at least the second year of uni that's when I start from our undergrad because I also had a master so I've I've been in uni load longer, but um, I've been unemployed as well the longest, even though I've changed jobs as well. But um, yeah, I think we're going to be talking about how we how we got 
to where we are and especially um you know what type of struggles you face when you're unemployed and then maga will probably give you her perspective on how to deal with them what tips um she can share with you guys and then i as an employment advisor can also give you some tips it's very ironic isn't it that my best friend is unemployed but i'm an employment advisor yeah, like, you know what i mean me, <laughs> <laughs> you have you have to be fair so yeah i on a daily basis i bombard magali with different vacancies that i get from my contacts and stuff i'm like have you have you have you applied already have you applied? <laughs> what interviews do you have so yeah she has like unlike a lot of people where they have an employment advisor on like eight hours five days a week if ever when they have appointments maga has me 24 7 <laughs> and so the pressure never stops <laughs> but uh but yeah, I think um, I think we're going to move into, you know, a bit more about your journey, um, you know, looking for work, what type of work have you had, and kind of like what we talk about loads in this in this podcast, which is like, you know, trial and error and stuff like that. So how that has reflected on your journey and stuff. So. It's the, the floor is yours, darling. The floor Thank is yours. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry about my awful American accent. Um, so I think, obviously, so let's let's go from uni, okay? Because we've already done an episode on that. So obviously, um, I started off with uni, and uh, when I finished uni, I didn't get a job straight away. Um, I kind of maybe for like a few months I was looking and at that time I wanted to go like into teaching I was like yeah this is my thing um so I managed to find a job as a as a teaching assistant and then I realized that kids just drain me I, I cannot do it it's too much for me emotionally um which might sound pathetic to some but it's true to me so I don't care what you say <laughs> Even though probably, I'm probably getting riled up for nothing. Um, but yeah, and um, and so then I quit that job after like what a few months I think it was, and then I would. Look, I think it was three months. Yeah, something like that. And then I was looking over Christmas for a new job, and um, and then I found one like within a couple months. It was like a six month contract thing which was the whole point of it was that they give you training alongside work experience and it's like good thing to put on your CV and so I did that in writing and and then that was that was really good experience I really enjoyed my time there the like people I worked for were really nice and everything and then since then I've had nothing basically because I mean I don't really know why but I've looked more for like other writing jobs and stuff now because obviously that's what we have a degree in mm -hmm. and so I yeah for now I've just been looking at job but I've also looked at other things to fill up my time like I don't know administrative stuff retail um I don't know anything maybe even stuff to do with like social media because obviously I do stuff for the podcast and everything so and I'm also a social media addict so I, <laughs> um, 
I kind of have a lot of knowledge. But anyways, this is not me doing a... I feel like I'm doing a job interview. Um, <laughs> it's like, why am I going in that direction? Anyways, so now I have been employed here for like nine months. And it is tough, my guys. It is tough. Um, yeah. But I think it's unfortunate when as well it's not just you yourself that's struggling. It's also the whole... I can see a lot of people are struggling to look for work because I think there is at the moment in the UK a bit of a struggle in the labour market but anyways yeah. that's me so technically after graduating uni I found a job quite quickly but then I realised I didn't want to do it and so basically for the past nine months I've been trying to figure out what it is exactly I want to do um, and I think I think it's been good, but I'm like, come on now, it's lasted a long time. Please, can we get to something else? I need a responsibility. Mm. I want something to do. Even though I bet people that do have jobs are like, what are you on about? Like, working sucks. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but like, I need money. I need something to do with my time. Yeah. yeah that's me. What about you, Cass? Um what my my work history or how have been when i was employed unemployed well well to be fair i started if we have to i'll go even a bit further back than university i started working as soon as i finished my the 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 equivalent of an a levels in spain as soon as i finished that i went into work and uh, I worked as a hostess and waitress in a restaurant and I loved the thrill of it. It's uh, not, not a lot of people would think that of like a restaurant type of job like hospitality and stuff. I absolutely loved it. I lo I'm the type of person that loves just being physical with stuff. I'm not like... I say that now that I'm a, you know, I work in an office and I'm mostly in front of a screen and stuff, but I love the fact of being active mm. or whatever. And then I, when I, that was only temporary because that was only for the summer. And then I was, instead of going to uni in Spain, I got, I went into college uh, for another, um, uh, to do another course that was finances and administration, which... As you, I, we've said a lot of times in this podcast, neither Maga or I are good at maths. So you can imagine the depressive episodes I would get during this course, uh, which I left. And then when I finished that course, that's when I moved to the UK. And I was unemployed for... April, May, June, July. Like five months, more or less. And... I I knew I needed to find a job, right? But I was like, I'm new to the country, so I need to find my way around here. So I kind of used that time to kind of familiarize with myself in the city that I was. And then I got the job at the warehouse. And it was like an all-women warehouse, which I loved. Mm. It was amazing. And, and then I was doing that for like two months, and that's when I started mm. uni. During my first year of uni, I was un unemployed um, and looking for work. Um, but then I just, because I was a student, I was like, I'll just study and just focus myself on my studies and stuff. And then on my second year, 
I got another job and that's when I started working in Amazon and I did that all the way up to when I finished my bachelor's and then I finished my master's kind of thing and then when I finished my master's I got the chance of um, well not even it, like a couple of months before I finished my master's I got another job and that's the job that I've been at for almost a year now and so that's kind of been my experience and I kind of similar to MAGA I was after finishing my degree I was very focused on getting like something about writing or some something of the sort I'm kind of the type of person that likes to be challenged and I like like a busy working environment because I thrive in that I like being busy I like having loads of things to do I like diversity in my job which I get loads from this job and just like Mike I like I like doing marketing stuff which I do in my job as well um, and also like media and stuff which obviously after my masters I'm doing as well because I'm in a radio station um, but um, I think that's kind of me but I wanted to ask you Maga like how has your how has your perspective on employment changed from when you were like maybe 18 mm. that's when you're kind of legally or legally made to go to work already to now that you're in your 20s and um, how has that like five year six year type of no am i doing my maths correctly yeah, i think, I think so. it's seven yeah five years <sighs> maths I am sweating. <laughs> yeah, that five-year period been for you. Like, how has your mentality around employment and how you see, like, job searching and all of that, how has that changed for you? Yeah, so obviously, I think since I've been looking, let's say, the first time after I finished uni, um, obviously, I was looking on, let's say, the obvious things. I was doing the obvious things, things people had taught me to do and, like, things like that. And um, and I found a job pretty well, but it was kind of through universal credit. So it's kind of how I had to help, really. It wasn't like I found it on like a job searching site or something. So it was kind of almost handed to me. So now that I've actually been having to look myself for something because the schemes that I got my first writing job of six months don't exist anymore um i have to find my own work experience basically because for the job i want to do i don't have a lot of experience unfortunately because i think throughout uni we couldn't really get a lot of experience because well obviously you're so focused on your first year and then we got hit with the pandemic and it's like everything shut down and we there was no point looking for a job basically and then, and so coming out of the pandemic afterwards, it was still hard to find a job, but then I did something I didn't like. And so to go into something I liked, it got handed to me. But now that I have to do everything myself because these schemes and stuff don't exist anymore, um, I've had to basically learn the skills to get a job. And so that has been like developing things like networking and taking any job experience that I can and things like that because I think 
this is the thing. I think I am like, I'm quite particular about what I want, like in terms of maybe like hours or like whether it's hybrid working or remote working or in office working, things like that. I've got like, let's say non-negotiables, but I think sometimes you just have to compromise just to get that first job and that first experience. And then, you know, when you're ready, you can get more. But so I think it's been more about a learning journey for me in terms of like actually looking for employment. It's changed a lot because I've had to, I think you just got to get creative when you're getting unemployed for that, when you're unemployed for that long. You have to start thinking outside the box. You can't just stick with just applying to jobs on job search sites job search sites oh my god that's a tongue twister um you also have to you know try like maybe linkedin even though i hate linkedin because it's like for me it's like a competition of who's got the biggest dick in terms of work but um you know also maybe going to job fair events or um asking previous employers if they've got any they know anyone or they've got any of opportunities going maybe doing side hustles while you're to get a bit of money um to just any skill that you have just offer it on something like fiverr or whatever and yeah i think you 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 start to get basically an expert at job searching and i think mm. that's really interesting because job searching in itself is a full-time job and I know people say that all the time but it really is like you really have to do the work to get what you want and it, it, it does sound stupid because like I know the concept is a bit like you know the company are looking for someone to work they should be convincing me to work for them because you know um, even though we have to work to survive you know if I didn't have to work I wouldn't so you have to try and um, like you should be the one trying to convince me to work for you because I'm giving up my time but then at the same time you're getting paid anyways this is going on a run about capitalism in general <laughs> um but yeah but definitely job searching is a really interesting thing to go through because I think you learn a lot about yourself and like as well you learn a lot about motivation because job searching burnout is I'm pretty sure is a thing like I've experienced it where I've had periods where I'm like I don't want to apply to any jobs anymore I don't want to think about fucking looking for work I just want to be in bed I just want to just the world to leave me alone and I just want to rest because I am so exhausted from getting rejected all the time and not finding anything to do mm. but then it's all about perspective and it's like well you know maybe I have been given this time where I'm not doing any work to reflect on myself and to improve myself and my skills so that then the right opportunity will come along eventually you know I think it's all about like accepting that you are in a situation that you are mm -hmm. and then allowing the universe you know whatever it is you believe in to do its thing because and to remind us uh, like remind yourself as well that every situation is temporary like things in nature are constantly changing everything constantly constantly changing so like why wouldn't your situation change as well so i think it's really about as well changing your mentality and your perspective and job searching really like drills that into you
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very interesting what you said as well because I think we've touched upon this on a previous on our previous episode, but I feel like when you're 18 and when you're getting to that age where you're legally allowed to work, any young person just wants money. Mm. Money to go out, money to spend with your friends and stuff. But then I think we've mentioned this as well in other episodes. It's like when you're, you, you have the pressure to study, even if you don't like it, because that's how you get a good job, quote unquote. You get a good job if you have qualifications. And we've touched upon the fact that now employers look more for experience than actual theoretical knowledge on different concepts and stuff. And I feel like when, like what Maga said, when we were at university, we had, um, it, it wasn't only that you had to focus on your studies, you also had to focus on the fact that there's a pandemic outside your house and you can get sick and uh, something could happen to you or your loved ones or something. And it's added stress that you don't need as a student, right? But also the fact that in our course, for example, or in some courses, at least in the UK, you don't have a module that's work placement experience. And that's something that we lacked. You get the option. I think we had the option of having a sandwich year. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. And have an extra year. So you can have what would be your third year be your placement year. But of course, with our, our class, we couldn't do that because of the pandemic. There were no employers that would take on work experience students to you know, learn about their industry and their company and stuff because of what was happening. And so our group of you know our class and our generation basically didn't have the chance of branching out until we finished university and a lot of people don't like going on work placements and having those sandwich years because they want to graduate with their friends yeah and so they don't take the opportunities to do it because they would rather graduate with people that they know and finish their course with someone that they know than having to do it with the year below them um, because they wouldn't know anyone in there. Yeah. Um, and so that's added pressure as well because you're delaying the job searching or job finding experience of, of it all. And then when you graduate, you there are people that get jobs quite easily and people that are more are looking for something specific. And that's why they have to wait a little longer just like you maga because for example i didn't do it i just went into whatever job i could find just to get an income and so that's why i was working in a warehouse i was like well it's weekly pay that's for a student that's amazing because you know you can go out and stuff and every friday you'll get your salary come in um but it wasn't until I was I did my masters and stuff that I was actually like I cannot be in a warehouse forever. Mm. I cannot. But I had the opportunity with my masters to go into a work placement because it was actually a module. Yeah. I actually had to do it to pass my my course. And so that gives gives you an incentive of finding something that you actually want. Not only that's related to what you're studying, which is something that you should already be liking to do. 
but something that's related to that and something that's related to your passion. And so for me, that was easy. And that's how I got the job that I got. I got my work placement. As soon as I finished that, I, they were like, there's a job opening coming up. Why don't you apply for it? Because I didn't want to leave. I was like, thank God I got it at this point. Um, but I know that, for example, on the other side of the spectrum, Maga didn't get to do that. And Maga is where she is now because she didn't get the opportunities like that. And um, that just shows you as well how choosing to do different things and people having different paths lead them to something different. And like I said, it's very, very funny now, the fact that I'm an employment advisor and that I have to help people find their jobs as well. But very related to what Maga said, my job when I'm helping young people that are around my age, literally around my age in their 20s, help, help them to find work. The first thing that we do is looking at their goals, is map out an initial, an initial action plan to know what we're going to do in this month, in six months down the line, in a year. Do you know what I mean? So planning out what is it that they want to do, what's the end goal, and how we're going to get there. And so, like Maga said, you find yourself analyzing yourself and what you like to do and your passions and stuff. And it's for some people, they want to get into university because they didn't get the chance to do it before. And so it's getting, it's seeing like how, if they have the right qualifications, if they're getting into a course that they actually want. Or some people want to do apprenticeships because at the, at the end of it, they get the job. Or some people want to go into employability courses to know how to job search better and how to have interview skills and all of these things. And so what Maga said is very important in the sense of you have to, it's, it's a full-time job. I, my clients come to me every other day of the week, right? And so it's, it's a full-time job in the sense that you have to psychoanalyze yourself constantly to know... Do you have the right qualifications? Do you have the right experience? Do you, what other things do you need to get to the job or to where you want to be basically? And it's such pressure to know because some people don't like, and we've, we've touched upon this so much on this podcast, but a lot of people our age in their twenties don't know what they want to do. They don't know where they want to go. And so to make them think, right, what are your passions? What is it that you like to do on your free time? What are your hobbies? What are you good at? Like, what do you see yourself doing? It's so hard if you don't have an end goal. And I think for most people, some people have their own plan, especially like Maga said previously, like if you want to go into medicine, you have a path drawn for you. But it's very difficult if, for example, like Maga, you wanted to do one thing and then you experienced it and then your whole perspective on it changes and you decide you don't want to do it anymore. Mm. So what's your fallback position after that? And how do you recover all that time that you quote unquote lost because you didn't lose it? Um, You didn't lose it because of the fact that if you hadn't spent your time doing that thing that you now don't like, you wouldn't have found out that you don't like it. Yeah. Right. So that still is experience. But that time that you were doing that something else has deteriorated your, uh, the rest of your time to find what you actually want to do. And especially if you don't have a safety 
blanket or if you don't have a plan B, plan C, plan D, you have to make up those plans now of where, what is my backup now? And so that's, that adds to the layer of pressure of your job searching because you need to find all of these answers for the questions that you keep having. And if you don't have a guidance to do it, then you don't get relieved of that pressure and share it with someone else because it's yours alone. Yeah, I agree. I highly agree. (laughs) Um, There was one thing I wanted to bounce upon that you mentioned, which was like, you know, saying about, I think it was along the lines of like saying I didn't have certain opportunities like to gain work experience and stuff. But I think it's also important to note that there's a balance between not getting enough opportunities but also not creating enough opportunities for yourself so for example not taking opportunities that you can so maybe i should have taken the sandwich year to gain some sort of experience at uni or maybe while i was at uni i should have looked for a job while i was still in my last year of uni in preparation for when i finish uni um or I don't know, maybe I should have sought help while I was at uni, while I had all the resources on, you know, the careers advisor, advisors there and saying, where can I go? Is there any placement you can put me in? Anything like that. And I think it's important to create those opportunities for yourself. And if they're given to you to take them, because that's something I wish I would have done and that I've learned now is that if you go to uni or even at school or whatever, take the opportunities for the, the, the resources that are there to to get the work experience you need. Because I think as we said, I can't remember if, oh my God. I think we said in last episode, we said something about like, we commented on how now with work, they're looking more at work experience rather than qualifications, which, is a complete shift from what it was like maybe like I don't know five ten years ago and if you can get any experience you can do it because I think that's something that I lack and I wish I would have done and that's that's something I've noticed now looking back that I wish I would have done that Mm. also to to add to that about you know like opportunities and stuff I also I, as, it's not like I'm criticizing the system, although in a way I am, but we lack so many resources for young people on how to find work while they're studying. Mm. And we, we see this all the time on social media, right? Like why do we have certain subjects, but we're not taught finances? why are we not taught like self-care or health related concepts why are we not um taught how to you know prepare to get a mortgage or something why are we not prepared to look for work Mm. right we get all the all the qualifications fair enough but if i don't get the qualifications that i need for another the job that i want to do I'll still have to find somewhere else to get the qualifications, but you still haven't taught me how to get that job. Mm. And we see this a lot in like, I will, again, I'm criticizing here, but like, you know, when you apply to go to a university Mm. and you're applying for a course, 
and you're looking at the profile of the course and you see different sections you see like like fees right overview of the course modules in the course and then there's one bit at the end that says employability mm. right and on there it says oh all of our students after they finish the course have gone into this 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 and this and that right that is some it's like a clickbait it's like a catfish because it's making you and it's enticing you to choose that course choose those qualifications because by the end of it you should have a job like those other students but they don't explain to you how these students got that job mm. they don't explain to you what the journey was they don't tell you that those are like one or two students from that course and the other 15 are still job searching mm. Do you know what i mean yeah. and so for young people it's very easy for anyone really to go into education and be like, I need these qualifications to look for work. Even mature students, they want to change their career. They go to university, get another degree. Or some people that have finished their degree have decided that what they've studied is not for them. They want to change their path. And so they study another degree. Mm. But it's so embedded into us that we have to get qualifications for a career yeah and this is what we've been saying loads now where it's like people employers now are looking for experience and not qualifications but the way that the education system is wired at the moment it's still in the old way of you need qualifications to get a job yeah but they don't give you the experience to go and find the job to show this employer that you have experience in this industry you know how to do task a b c and d and how what your process is to make this task work yeah, yeah. and meet these tasks they don't show you that they only show you what each concept means but how do you put it into practice they don't show you that and so for most people most young people it's harder to get the experience because they know the theory but how do you apply it where do you apply it what jobs or what experiences can you go to and sign up to to actually put it into experience to have hands-on experience you don't get that from just going into a lecture hall do you know what i mean yeah and so it's so difficult for young people to wire themselves into thinking i need the experience if i need that job and now most in if you look at any job description in the qualifications they put there to for the ideal candidate is like so many years experience in this one year experience in that you don't see qualifications if you see qualifications it will say oh it may be a degree in this this or that but it's not necessary mm. they look for the experience now yeah you know what i mean and so how do you translate your qualifications into experience if no one gives you the chance to gain that experience? Yeah. And so educa the education system has its own way, but the employability sector has its own way as well of we need experience. But we're looking for people with experience, but we're not going to give the, pe the people that need the experience to get that chance to learn from hands-on, you know, day-to-day -day schedules and stuff. 
it's more like we need the people with the experience. But the people with the experience are older people that have been in the game for ages. But you're not allowing the young people to get to that stage. And so now, as you know, Maga, and as I know as an employment advisor, it's the young people that have left university that are unemployed. Yeah. And the rates of unemployment are just growing and growing because they cannot find a job. Mm. And they cannot find a job because employers won't give them the experience they need yeah. to be where they want to be. Yeah. And so when you're, you're in this whirlpool, in two swirlpools of I need the qualifications, but I also need the experience, that's where you end up where you are now, Maga. I'm sorry to say it, but we all know it's true. You end up in this limbo where it's like, I am learning different, I'm going into different courses online to see if I can get this qualification so I can put it in my CV. And all of these things in your CV, it, everything looks great, right? It's all about, oh, it's for the CV. Oh, I'll do this to add to my CV. But what part in your CV you say that you actually got the experience in it? And so how do you translate that in an interview when they ask you, oh, what's your experience with this? Most people, like you've said, Maga, go to their hobbies of things that they can actually put as an example, like teamwork at university, things they've done in their societies, things they've done in these organizations as their hobbies. Because they cannot say that in an employment organization, in an in, in a work experience, they've had that situation happen to them because they haven't had that. So they have to fall back on other experiences. So if like if you go to an interview and they ask you like, oh, this is one type of situation that can happen at work. Have you had that situation happen to you before? What are you going to say? If you haven't had that at work, you might say, oh, well, something like this happened at university and this is how I had to manage it. But some employers will take that because experience is experience at the end of the day. And some people won't because some people want in the industry experience. And so job searching now is not only a full time game, a full time job. It's a survival mode game mm. because you have to balance all of these things into it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And mm. it's like just employers just cannot be bothered to train you anymore. And I thought the whole job, again, like, for example, when they advertise for an entry level job, the whole point is that you're fresh out of uni or you have no other experience. And I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you <laughs> and they just can't be bothered because it's like I see all the time I'm like I want to apply to entry level jobs and they ask for like one to two years experience or like yes. even more sometimes I've seen some of them are three years experience and I'm like the whole point of an entry level job is that you have no experience and they give you the experience to kickstart that's what's called entry entry level quite literally but these employers just cannot be bothered and label things as entry 
maybe to get more candidates applying, but then they'll only select the ones that have like three, four years experience. And it's unfair to those who want to get started in their career. There's like, is there's no help for people who want to get started is what I'm seeing. There is no help mm -hmm. for those who want to try something new. Maybe they've had a career change or people that are fresh out of uni. It's like, no, we only want those who already have experience because we can't be bothered to train these people. We want someone who just comes in, does their job and we don't care. And that's what it feels like. It's, there's not there's there's not this nurturing side to building someone up in their career anymore it's all about the company it's all about them it's all about who's going to make the biggest profit so we need the people that already know what they're doing because we can't waste time training and leveling people up mm. yeah and all of this pressure my god obviously like we've said all of this is pressure mm. and in some ways it's going to affect you yeah and how you feel so how you know looking how does has looking for work and and applying for jobs and having all of these interviews and the rejections and stuff how has that affected you as an unemployed person yeah um obviously linking kind of back to our last episode it, it creates a lot of self-doubt and self-esteem issues because you get rejected so many times you can only get rejected so many times before you're like is it me? Is it a problem with me? Am I not good enough? Do I not present myself well enough? Am I inadequate for job for working in an office? Am I like not good enough even though I've got all these qualifications? I've got some sort of experience or I've got experience in other jobs where there's transferable skills where I could and I am willing to learn and I'm willing to, you know, develop but it's like employees see none of that they just see that you have no experience they're like yeah okay next one and i think that can make mm -hmm. you feel like remorse or maybe things you you think like missed opportunities you could have maybe done saying like oh i wish i would have done more i wish i would have done more but it's like when i look back i'm like you already had a lot on your plate you had full-time uni which is the whole thing that's supposed to get you a job and then we had a pandemic on top of that and I did have a job while I was at uni it's just because it was in the hospitality sector unfortunately with covid it had to shut down and so and so you just think well you know is it my fault now like, am I not doing enough? Should I be doing more? And then as you said, Cass, it's like pressure. It's constant pressure from the system, from yourself, even from others. Like, I mean, I can't speak for myself, but, you know, you have maybe pressure from family or friends that are like, come on now, you need to get a job. And maybe they don't understand because they've got a job they don't understand how difficult or they try and push you but it's like for some people who maybe have some who are neurodivergent or that have issue some some other maybe mental health issues or whatever for them it, it's maybe harder to to look for work as well because the system is not adapted to people like that and mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think as well, when you when you look at other people, as I've said before, 
I think as well in last episode, when you look at people on LinkedIn, but the thing is, is people expect you to be on LinkedIn because it's good for networking and it's good to meet people and it's good to put yourself out there. But then at the same time, you see all these other people that have other jobs and that rightly so for them boost about it and are like expressing how happy they are with their job. But then it leads to comparison. And then you feel like, oh my God, I'm like 20 something. I'm embarrassed to be jobless. People must think I'm lazy because I haven't had a job for like a year or two. But it's like, no, it's not laziness. It's just you've tried, but unfortunately it's not, you've not had your breakthrough yet. Mm. And you might even feel guilty being like, oh my God, like if you still live at your parents, for example, oh my God, like I feel like I should be moving out now. So it releases the burden from them, but I'm struggling to. Or maybe you yourself, you want your independence, but then you're like, it's so hard to do so because you can't just move like that. You have to have some sort of income to afford a place to live. And it's like this constant cycle of, you think you're gonna get there and then it's like something else comes into place. And this constant sort of inner critic as well of yourself saying, you're not good enough, you need to do more. But it's like, even though you you yourself know you're doing more, maybe it's just the system that's not working or there's a problem within the labor market. You're always gonna blame yourself and it's exhausting and then it leads to things like burnout or de- or even depression because some i know some people it would who already are maybe predisposed already have depression being unemployed makes it worse it gives you this feeling of like almost you don't deserve to work or you don't deserve to have money or you don't deserve to have the things you want because you're not good enough it can get really really dark and And I think a lot of people, the reason why a lot of people do get depression is because of external circumstances like being unemployed, living in poverty and things like that. It really does take a strain on your mental, on your mental health and it's sad, it's really sad but then I don't want to depress you because there is always, as I've said earlier in the episode, you know, the situation's not permanent it's temporary even though it can feel like a long time take it as an opportunity to just work on yourself and that's what I've done that's how I've managed to cope with it I'm like okay well I'll do a little bit of job searching every day but I'm not going to make it my whole life I'm going to enjoy the time I have off and the opportunity to have time off and be able to live at my parents so that they're generous enough to let me live here for as long as I as I want to like until I get a job and having a supportive environment also really helps but you just say well I'm going to use this time to improve my skills if I can have some sort of maybe volunteer experience I'm going to do it but then I'm also going to take care of myself I'm going to have you know I'm going to do exercise I'm going to go out maybe play sports I'm going to go hang out with friends um and there's also things like that can help you like what the job that Cass does you can or universal credit where they actually pay you a certain amount a month to help you job search but obviously you have to be reasonable and honest about the fact that you are job searching and they're helping you 
financially or as I said maybe try and find a side job that you can occupy yourself with that's like freelance that you can do online and filling your time with all these different things while also focusing on yourself whilst you've got this time off has really helped me because it helps your self-esteem when you try other things rather than just focusing all your attention on job searching because if you keep job searching and then you keep getting rejections and that's all you do all day yeah you're not going to feel good so it's important to also do other things outside that make you realize that you know work is not everything and the opportunity will come when it does and it will come at the right time you know things are all aligned that's that's how I believe it I, I, I believe things that's like how I see it is you're not given the opportunity right now because you're supposed to be focusing on yourself and then when the universe thinks you're ready it will give you the right opportunity at the right time and so it's really important to be gentle on yourself as well maybe as we said in last episode you know have someone you can talk to both personally about just your feelings and then have maybe a professional like an employment advisor or someone who works in a job center who will help you find who have resources available to help you find work or kind of help you with your goals concerning job searching and you know be gentle to yourself and give yourself words of affirmations remind yourself that it's temporary not permanent that you'll get there eventually because the harder you are on this on yourself the less likely you're going to find a job because you're just going to be exhausted that you're not going to do things to a good quality and and then that's it and then you'll be burnt out to the point where you don't have energy at all to job search and then that delays the process even more so I think key word here is balance, like balance everything, balance a bit of job searching, maybe some skills or additional work you're doing on the side, but then also so go out and socialise, exercise, enjoy your time off, you know, um, mm. if you can, yeah. Yeah, I think with something that you said there as well, Max, because we've, I think, both, both there are two topic that there are two key words here in this episode for everyone, which is pressure and balance, and how to manage both of those things. Now, me talking as an employment advisor, I can say that there's something that Maga said there um, that's around uh, job agencies, job center, and universal credit and stuff right i work in a charity in an organization that helps people look for work and i can tell you that what i like what my organization does is very different from job center or universal credit and it's for one particular reason which is key here and is that i don't pressure my clients because one thing with Universal Credit and Job Center is that, yes, you'll have a coach helping you, right? You'll have a coach track with you the progress that you're doing. But at the end of the day, for them, you're a target. Yeah, absolutely. You're a number for their target. And so with a lot of job 
work coaches out there, I'm not saying all of them because I've met loads of work coaches who are amazing, but a lot of them, they also have the pressure of having you as an outcome. And so they will pressure you for you to have a result in the in 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 the looks of an, a job start so they can claim you for themselves for their target and that's their pressure that they're feeling to achieve that will project onto you and then like maga said you'll be burnt out because it's not only that you have pressure on yourself because you need the job and it's not only the pressure of comparing yourself to the people that you know that already have a job that you've known them for forever or whatever but it's also from someone that's supposed to help you that's pressuring you to look for what you need to look yeah. for right and there's a lot of people like i've said before that they either will look for anything whether they like it or not they'll look for anything just to get a job or like my god they will they have their niche they'll look into that industry right when you have a niche it's so difficult because if you have an issue, obviously have ha- will have had a research of the market and the industry. And nowadays, whatever industry, whatever whatever industry in the employment market is so competitive, because like I said before, there are so many young people that are looking for work fresh out of university. And every single year, there's only going to be more and more and more adding to the pile of people that are unemployed, that have were supposed to find a job right after uni, but they haven't, right? And so for us, like MAGA has been, um, has been fresh out of uni for two years, but she's still unemployed. But we have two years of new people going into the pile where MAGA is, where she's unemployed. And so all of this competition... You're getting competition from peers who you're supposed to be working with, but now it's competing to who can get the job fastest. Mm. And so other people will be, these people in the pile with you, Maga, are looking for this niche job. And then there are other people that is like, that were in the pile with me where it's like, whatever job, whatever job, as, as long as I get that money. And with a lot of people as well depending on their circumstances they're in that pile of i don't care if i get the job that i like because i need income to feed my family feed myself have a roof over my head pay my children's tuition do you know what i mean and i found myself working with loads of people around my age that are now homeless because they don't have a job to take care of themselves Mm. You know what I mean? And it's people that have finished university, finished their masters, that wanted to do their PhD. They're homeless now, mm. right? They're, they're couch surfing with their friends. And it just makes you think like, I work with people my age, and they're sitting across the table from me asking me for help. And I'm like, that could have so easily been me. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm not in that position, right? I, somewhere in my path, something aligned and that said, you have to be here now to help these people now, right? And so it's wherever you look, there's always going to be pressure. Mm. 
it's either going to be pressure from the competition out there in the market, pressure to get a job and like Maga said, maybe move out from your parents' house, maybe have your own independence. And that's not only pressure from yourself sometimes, but some parents will want you to move out, right? Because they don't want the extra expense, especially now with this living, like crisis of living, right? And so many people have all of these pressures and wherever wherever you are in your journey of job searching or even if you have a job now if your pressure now is job searching by the time you get the job maybe the pressure is the money is not enough and so even while you're working you're still looking for something else mm -hmm. right and whatever you do there's always going to be a pressure but you have to find a way to you know look into yourself and say well these are my circumstances but i can have one day off from it all i can have that balance of right this day i'm just going to stay in bed all day because i'm tired i need the rest right and in terms of like side hustling right this is something that you've mentioned um before maga side hustling hasn't been a thing until like very very recently where now we have things like Fiverr um, surveys where they pay you and stuff. But young people have to understand that there's also scams into that. Mm. There are apps now where they supposedly pay you for walking. Mm. Games for your phone that supposedly if you win, you can get this certain type of jackpot. Mm. There are some providers where if you sign up to that, you're supposed to get money from it. There are people that are going into loans for with their bank or they're going into all of these different things for looking for money. Because some people's goal is the money, right? And that's something that has been, like I've said before, been put in our heads since we first started looking for jobs at 18. It's like, when you work, you get money. And that mindset is that greediness of... I'm going to show off that I have a good job because I have qualifications. I'm going to show off that I have good money because I have this new job. And I'm going to show off getting all of the things that I want. And that greediness not only emanates from that mindset that you get from when you're starting looking for work, but you only add to that pressure of showing off because of social media. Mm. And it's everywhere not only in linkedin like maga said which is true and even if you want to have contacts in linkedin some of them are quote unquote sponsored and some of them are scams which doesn't help your job searching experience at all but it's the seeing other people's instagrams profiles facebook profiles Seeing all of these people traveling, all your friends are traveling, all um, some of your friends are, you know, saving all of this money for their wedding. Some of these people are getting like designer clothes and designer bags. And it's like, the only thing going through your head at the moment is like, where do they get the money mm. to get all of those experiences? What job do they have that I have to target to, to get all of these things? And so without with not only the pressure you're also adding greed to the pot and that's what keep it, what's keeping you moving and so what i'm saying like connected to what magaya was has said for her tips is analyze 
why why you want to be where you want to be is it because it's your dream and it's your you know perfect job and it's like your dream job your dream career and stuff or is it because you want to prove yourself in some way and to who do you want to prove yourself or is it just greediness to think yourself as an influencer because at this point you have to think to yourself that there are so many people out there thinking the same things as you going through so many different circumstances and situations but that are still feeling the same way as you are now which is depressed burnt out and pressured and stressed and some people go into very bad habits to combat it right most people have a lot of people might have given up on the whole idea and they're just going to stay at their parents for their whole lives or you know in the worst case scenarios they go into alcohol or drugs and that's how they cope right and it's so hard being in this age of life where you're in your 20s fresh out of education thinking that you're going to get a job when you don't have the experience or a way to get into where you want to go. And something that I've noticed as well as an employment advisor, and especially in the organization where I work as now, is that I get loads of work experience students mm -hmm. that either from college or they're either from uni or they've taken a year off and they want some experience, right? Now, one thing I will say for the young people listening to this episode, are you going into that work placement because you need the experience related to that company's industry? Or are you just going there because it's part of your module or it's just for experience and you're doing whatever job? Like, what are you gaining from it? Because I see that all the time from the kids that I get from college. They'll either do reception work, they'll help in the library, they'll volunteer in the classes, they'll do some radio stuff. But is it what you want to do? Mm. Get all that experience, but is it beneficial for your yeah. journey? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so from all of the things that we've said in this episode, it's like, yes, get the qualifications and the experience, specifically the experience, but make it meaningful to your journey. Make it worthwhile. Make it so it matters at the end of the day when you're applying for that job and you get the interview and when they ask you for situations or the, those all of these interview questions about how you would deal with different things in the company. Make sure that you have the answers because they resonate with you and you've done them and you know that they're true to you. Right? That's one. Get the qualifications and the experience. Second of all is you know, get your contacts right, get the help. Like something I learned from my journalism course, which is like every, is every journalist should have a contact list to get their stories right. But nobody's journalist contact list is more precious than the people they already know. Mm. Your friends, your family, classmates. All of these people are all your contacts. Why don't you ask them for advice? If they're already working in some type of industry that you already like, ask them for advice. How did you get the job? What was the application process? What was the interview process like? Did they ask you to do any jobs or any tasks beforehand? You know what I mean? 
ask your contacts, have a networking system. And third of all, like Maga said, have balance, right? Take care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, you'll have a job, you'll have money. But if you cannot enjoy them because you're not healthy, both mentally and physically, then what is it for? If not to just post on your socials, like, hey guys, I have a job and I can buy all the things that I want. But if you're not enjoying them, then what's the point? And obviously, don't just spend on designer things and, you know, all of these nice gadgets that you find on TikTok. If you want to pay for them, fine. If you have the money to afford it, buy, but, ex but spend on experiences. I think that's kind of the key thing in this episode mm -hmm. today. Have experiences that are meaningful to you, not only for your job searching, but also for your enjoyment and to bring some type of like niceness into your life. Because memories and your life is all about experiences and having new experiences. So make them meaningful to you. And at the same time, that's also self-care, doing things for yourself, getting things for yourself, treating yourself in some way. It doesn't even have to be material. Just do like a five, like a 50 mile fucking shower, like Maga was saying in the self-care episode, and treat yourself to some, you know, some nice food and an alcoholic drink to sorrow your, to swallow your pains and... Uh, <laughs> a little bit know. contradictory, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a nice way, one glass. That's all I'm saying. Don't go alcoholic. But it's all about having balance and knowing that you're doing it for yourself and for your own goals. Because this is one thing I tell Maga all the time. Sometimes Maga will call me and she'll be like, I've been job searching for a week and I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And I'll be like, are you taking care of yourself? Are you just in bed? Have you gone out of the house and had a walk? Have you exercised? Are you eating something that's not pizza? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be like, what are you doing apart from job searching? And most of the times, I'll tell you what, Maga will be like, I'm just in bed and I haven't showered in three days. And I'll be like, girl, what does that say about how you treat yourself? And that's what Maka said. Don't make your job searching experience your life. Because that's how you end up in bed crying in at three in the morning without having had a shower and with three Big Macs in your belly because you're eating your feelings. Do you know what I mean? And so you have to have that balance of, yeah, job search, whatever you want, if that's what you want to do, whatever you want to do. But also take care of yourself in some way. Because if your body and your mind is not healthy, then how are you going to be productive for everything else? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100% agree. Yeah. My like throat drop. was so dry. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my drinking mouth. from my emotional support water bottle. Ah. No, yeah. Um, I completely agree. Honestly, I don't have anything to add. Like, this is a great way to finish. Like, your little lecture <laughs> is is perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to end with what Maga said. It's a journey. Yeah, absolutely. It it's not supposed to finish and end by the beginning and end of the day. You're not going to magically have a job the next day yeah. without doing the work. Your efforts will show sooner or later. Yeah. And I guess that 
I mean, Maga and I have a very spiritual way of saying things because we're both Catholic and, and you know, witches. But, like... <laughs> so contradictory. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. But, um... What, whoever, whatever you believe in, whoever you believe in, always believe in yourself first. Mm. You have to give yourself that, at least. And just believe that if you know you're doing the hard work, if you know that you're giving your 100%, in some way, that's going to show. Because everything you put out there will come back to you in some yeah. way. And be patient. But always be kind. Yeah. You know, be, be kind and patient. Yeah, you know, I know you you see things from other people all the time, but, you know, don't compare yourself. Life is, is not a race, as they often say, you know. Yeah, everyone's on their own journey at their own progression and you take as much time as you need and don't rush into things just because you want money think carefully unless obviously you need money to survive but if you're comfortable enough where you can wait then don't rush things you know think and be patient because the right thing will always come to you yeah. Wow. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I know. I know. I feel like I just end up lecturing everyone by the end of the episode. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, I always... People need a little lecture sometimes, you know? <laughs> Hard love. Hard love. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say this outright, yeah. If you guys need any help with like job searching tips or whatever just drop us a dm and i'll answer you because mm. i can help in some way mm. if you're looking for jobs mm. but like i said no better than your friends to help you i mean i have you know jess who we had in this episode in this podcast a couple of episodes ago mag and i go to her to have her read our cvs yeah. and change them do you know what I mean? No one like your friends who you trust and know you best to know how to help you. Rely on your on your contacts, guys. Rely on them. Yeah. Because they're already people you know. Yeah. But yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode anyways and you could hopefully <laughs> learn something from this one because I feel like, if anything, this could be the one where people take something from it. But do let yeah. us know if you've got any additional tips on how to deal with unemployment and job searching. Uh, you know, the conversation is ongoing beyond this episode. And leave us your feedback, rate us, you know, whatever. Let us know how we're doing. Um, and please share your thoughts because we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Um, yeah. And then, what's the other um, bit? Our. <laughs> if you want to follow the conversation and see what other things that we're, we do, Maga just completely forgot our script for our oh outro. My God. <laughs> if you want to um, keep up with us and stuff, we can follow us on our socials. Instagram is a cup of growth podcast, and Twitter and TikTok is a cup of growth. You can also check out our website, a cup of to find transcripts for our episodes additional and related blog posts to the episodes that we do 
and also sign up to our newsletter to uh, get the good goods and exclusives <laughs> of what we're doing behind the episodes and behind the podcast for the podcast. Um, but like Maga said, uh, the conversation follows, still continues after the every episode. So just, um, you know, let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll see you for end of season one. So that's going to be very, very, very cool. Exciting. Uh, we won't spoil anything no. as of yet. But um, yeah, just uh, yeah, join us for end of season one in a couple of weeks. And until then, take care of yourselves. Uh, be kind. Yep. And yeah. We'll see you in the next okay, one. Okay, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.